0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
1: All right, what is it, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. I am your host Spencer, joined as always by Michael. Michael, what's up, man?
0: Hey, I'm. Hey. Uh, there's there's just too much sports on the TV. There's there's too much, Spencer. I don't know how I'm going to. Keep up with my Spurs, my Lady Raiders, my Red Raider basketball team, my football team.
1: Tech Tech just, soccer team.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. The other football team. The other football? The uh the nationally recognized football team. We'll get to them in a little bit. There's just so much going on, man. How are you? How are you how are you? You know what? We we haven't been on air talking about the World Series championship. Since it happened, we talked it about it. For a we week. talked about it Thursday on the instant reaction, but it was after we had recorded. I want to give you the floor. How does it feel,
1: man? It's it. it feels pretty, pretty amazing, pretty freaking good. Um, it's one of those things where, like, I I grew up a Rangers fan. Um, baseball was my first sport, my first love. It's the first sport I I played. Uh, and I was I went to Rangers games when I was real little um just just loved baseball uh when they got to they got to it in 10 11 and I was like man <laughs> that was so close uh and then they they've been so bad for so long um it was just something like almost kind of written off like maybe that was a shot or or, or because this one kind of felt like it came together so quickly it wasn't like like a lot of build-up to it. Uh, it was just like, oh man, like hey, you <laughs> you you led the division for most of the season. You're like, like I, I even said it beforehand. I was like, it was a little bit of a surprise. You, you weren't expected to be be competing this this soon. And then uh, you know you you kind of fumble there at the end, um, and you have to play through the wild card. You're like, well, you made the playoffs. Uh, you're you're ahead of schedule. Um. You made it to the, the the ALDS against the 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 top seeded Orioles. It's like, well, great, you made it out of the, out of the out of the wild card. You made it against you know the Orioles, whatever. And then you you beat them, and you're like, well, ALCS, here we go. <laughs> and it goes game seven, and there were lots of times when I was not the most confident uh, Rangers fan because. What, what what team goes and wins every road game <laughs> when you're, you're you, you you play seven games uh, in the in, in the CS and you're the um, you don't have home field advantage and you don't you didn't need a home game so and then you get to the World Series and there, and there were moments there where it's like man it, it's like it's lining up against you you know you 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 lose game two the way you did. Uh, You come out in game three and you start losing your, your, you know, you lose your starter uh, and Scherzer there. Uh, You lose Garcia who had been so hot until that time when he got hurt. Um, The way the pitching matchup had gone in game three, you're like, man, it's possible that like Arizona is just like setting themselves up to just come roaring back here after, after losing game one. Right. But you end up winning the World Series four games to one, um,
0: yeah. Dominating pretty much,
1: except for you know, the, except the, for game the four. Two. Wins
0: were yeah, the four wins were dominant though.
1: And even then, like uh, I, I on, on the, I didn't rewatch it, but I was going through some of the so many of the highlight p- packages they put out. Um, even game two was close until the very end. So I, as as down as I felt about that game as it was happening, like. It was a close one or two run game until like the eighth or something. Um, but I mean, it's it's, it's fantastic, man, to, to do it the way you did it. Um, I, I couldn't care less about the fans of, of teams in bigger markets or, or that have been there uh, more frequently, more recently, um, downplaying the significance of, of the World Series when nobody watched it. Couldn't care less, man.
0: Bunch um, of losers. Because you know what—that bunch of loser talk.
1: Championship banner will fly
0: forever. Yeah. And what what Texas did to get there is is super impressive, and the fact that they got there and dominated it in the way they did, you know, that's I always come back to this, and I'm sorry, but you know, the Spurs had a lot of that same thing because they got to. You know, they, they took on uh, LeBron at at the Cavs, and that was pretty much all that the Cavs had that year. But they fought through the Western finals to do it. You know, a lot of those years was just the hardest part was getting to the finals. And that, that kind of seems like that's how it went with the Rangers this year. But, but they didn't even struggle until the ALCS. So I, I just feel like it was a very dominant performance overall. sure they took Houston to seven, but Houston's ended up a, winning it on the road. Houston's a dang good team. Yeah. They're a seriously good <laughs> baseball team.
1: And and this is something I shared, but like and of, of course I I think he would he would have to say it, but I have a friend who is an Astros fan. And even as 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 the CS for for, for both leagues was still going on, he's like it doesn't really matter what happens to the NL. Whoever makes out of the American League is going to win the World Series. I was like, I don't know, man. The Phillies, <laughs> the, the Phillies are pretty legit, and and if, if the Diamondbacks make it out, I mean, they, they beat a pretty good Phillies team to do it. Um, I think he's right, man. I, I, I don't think the the Astros would have swept the, the, the World Series, but, I mean, shoot. This <laughs> you, you really only have that one other, other shot to do it in a, in a faster fashion than the Rangers did it. Um, and then, oh my goodness, the, there was, uh, the Rangers released it. Was it today? That package of, 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 videos of like fan reactions queued up with, uh, the radio call. And like, they were just chopping mm. through like all the different, um, reaction videos that they, they, they had on, 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 uh, on Twitter. Still, man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that one of that, that probably, late fifties, early sixties man, when he just like he had like one fist pump as the game went final and then he just sat down and broke down crying. Like I felt that man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I was
1: yeah. I, I, I was the game was late enough in our house. That the the kids had gone to bed, the baby was asleep. So I wasn't screaming. I was trying not to be super loud, but I I I yelled once, pounded my chest a couple of times, and then I just sat there like I I didn't ball. <laughs> But I cried, yeah. man. I was like, "He did it, man. Yeah. They, they won the freaking World Series. Finally.
0: Yeah, finally. So, Because, you know, when you get that close you know, a couple years back and you have some, some transcendent players and a manager and just a lot of players and, and people on the coaching side of things that fans just loved and adored and then for it to not – come that way and to have such a lead then and everything you know that makes it even that much harder and so you're kind of still yourself over the last decade of when this finally happened it was probably still hard to accept that well not only could texas win this but they could dominate in the process you you can't you can't look at it that way as a fan you just can't allow yourself to do it i would have been the exact same way or i was the same way because you know lifelong rangers fan
1: Hey, well. it's the bandwagon's got room, man. <laughs> Jump on. Couldn't care less. You didn't grow up a Rangers fan. Uh, join us. Uh,
0: I lived I'm, a lot closer to Arlington then than I do now, so it's true. Um, there you go. I, I was
1: going to save it for the some of our, our, our what we learned. I was looking for a World Series hat. I didn't. I didn't want the the World Series champions hat. I, I, I've talked about this. I, I think that one looks kind of goofy. I want the one with the patch on the side that has the World Series champion, the fitted hat like this. Of course. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted the blue hat, this blue hat with the 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 big World Series champions patch. The MLB shop sold out of basically every size. <laughs> um, and I was like, fine. Small market team. Fine. Small I'll, market team. I look at the red version. I, if I have to get red,
0: I'll,
1: even worse, the red one was like almost completely sold out. I was like, baby blue like the baby blue uh oh that would be sharp though man with the the other regular blue same thing they were all sold out i was like well i'll have to wait till they get some more in stock or something because i have to
0: have me one i have to you just just six santa claus on it and that'll be on my
1: christmas Christmas list and it's it's one of those things i I, i'm i typically just share it like an amazon list you're not finding this bad boy on amazon it needs to be like through the official shop yeah, and, and maybe maybe I just need to walk over to the Cardinals and just be like, look, man, I I, I need the look I need the real thing in person.
0: Yeah, guys, what can you do for instead me? of
1: ordering it online? Um, so, hey, you also brought the Spurs. Uh, my my Mavericks are six and one in the young season. So I it, don't know how they it, look. Yeah. Haven't seen a single second of basketball because Bally Sports <laughs> sucks. <laughs>
0: um, the only the only Mavericks game I watched was when they opened against the spurs and i think yeah. we talked about that game a little bit mavs are looking salty uh they've got a young rookie on there and I, man i can't remember his name at all but is it luca he looked really good no <laughs> no luca of course i mean he's, i think he's we talked about that he had he had a, the most effortless triple double that night just makes it look easy uh they're hosting the incredible Raptors to watch.
1: tomorrow the three and four Raptors. yeah and
0: The Spurs are going to New York. They're going to be playing the Knicks in the Garden, and it's on ESPN. So I will be – I think it starts – I know it is an hour staggered from the Tech game, so I think it starts at 6. Tech plays A&M Commerce at 7, and so I may have the ESPN split screen going on on the Xbox so that I can kind of keep an eye on both. Are you talking about Grant Williams? The Mavericks. Yeah, who did he play for?
1: Tennessee.
0: Okay. Is he a seven footer? Is he a big guy? Six six. Ah, uh, I don't know if it was him. No, it was. Is it lively?
1: Yes. Derek Lively, seven one from Duke. Oh yeah, he's okay. even younger. He, he's nineteen.
0: Yeah, he was. I think he had twelve or thirteen points or something at very few minutes against San Antonio. I don't know how he's done since then because I'm not a Mavs fan, but San Antonio he's yeah, he's done he did really well at that game and I I expect him to continue to to play well for Dallas.
1: Well, he's played all 7 games averaging 9 points, 7. 7.7 rebounds, shooting almost
0: 78%. The Spurs season's going to be a roller coaster because they scored 111 the other night and lost. Ooh. By 44 <laughs> or oh something. Oh, my gosh. Like, Who was it they played? It wasn't Phoenix because they've already played them twice. But um, how, how have you played s- a team twice this early in the season? I, I know, and I think they were back-to-back. Let's see. They, uh, and they won them both, I think. One of them, they came back really big and won. And then the other one, I think they just kind of led for a while. Let's see. Oh, the Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers beat the absolute crap out of the Spurs last night. 152 to 111 in regulation. And they didn't have, I looked in their stat. I couldn't watch that game because Valley Sports. But I couldn't, I thought, well, man, maybe they must have had some player just go off. They must have had like a Luka score 43 or something. No, they were just like, Seven players that had nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It was just everybody just did whatever they wanted against the Spurs. So hey, quick it's going to be an up and down season for that team. What's up? I'm. I'm. I'm
1: I don't follow the NBA. What is this in season tournament?
0: That's a. That's a new thing they just started, and I don't fully understand it. But that's exactly all it is. It's just a a little in-season tournament. I don't know if every single team's involved in it, but I think they are. Because some of these but games man, are marked I could, as
1: like in-season tournament group play.
0: Yeah. I couldn't tell you what it's about. Because I, I, I know it's something to kind of make, make things a little interesting in the middle of the season, but I feel like it would make more sense if they did it around Christmas or something instead of this early on. Because the NBA likes to kind of own Christmas. They usually have a lot of games on Christmas day. And that seems like a time that that would kind of lend itself. People are, more folks are at home. You could have games at different times as opposed to just always have to be in the evenings. Um, But I'm not really, I'm not really familiar with the format. I just knew it was something that they were just starting to try this year. I applaud them for trying something, different giving it a shot but man i couldn't tell you a thing about it
1: yeah so i, I was just going through and looking at the scores to see how the, the mavericks have gotten to where they are um the their first two i was assuming these are preseason games first two matchups against the timberwolves they're back to back on the 5th and the 7th of october in abu dhabi <laughs> uh and then i guess on the way back they stopped in spain and played real madrid not the soccer team um and then ten days later, they they hosted hosted the, the Pistons, and then went to San Antonio on the twenty fifth.
0: Yeah, Spurs. that's the season opener.
1: Okay, so they beat the Spurs, the Nets, the Grizzlies, uh, Bulls. They lost to the Nuggets, and then beat the Hornets, Magic, and facing the Raptors. I get this weird like nostalgia feel for for like middle. Years of elementary when I'm talking when I start talking about the, the NBA mascots, I had one of those like pouches or packs of pencils and they were just had like every team logo on it. So like whenever I I think about, and I, I'm 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 looking at these basketball teams that we I don't see a whole lot of like usually like Eastern Conference teams. Um, I'm just like I just get nostalgia for all those pencils I had in elementary school. The. <laughs> magic and the raptors and the nuggets well that's that's a west team the hornets
0: oh i didn't know you were going specifically eastern yeah the hornets were really cool i like the colors too
1: pistons of course the bulls were super good when i was yeah that age they had the hawks the mike little mikey um so 18 minutes let's uh let's let's go ahead and just say that we're not we're not gonna talk about the tc football game we did we did on the instant reaction um nothing really else to add probably except for like maybe you you had a better performance uh, looking back than than we probably give credit for thursday night um but beyond that excuse me um you hope to repeat that kind of performance and that kind of success moving ahead, which we'll talk about the game this weekend, uh, the football game, the American football game against Kansas. Cause there's another football game this weekend, Texas tech soccer starting the NCAA tournament hosting at home. They were, um, they fell in the big 12 tournament to Texas. Um, but then were selected as a, as a two seed in the tournament, Uh, And they're going to host Florida Gulf Coast on Friday evening here at the John Walker Soccer Complex, 6 p.m. Friday.
0: Yes. So so if you're in town, and unfortunately, you're going to have to make some choices because the Lady Raiders play at 7 on Friday here in town. I think they play Tarleton. But Tech will be hitting the the pitch at 6 p.m., Michigan and Princeton will also be playing at the same time, and that is who Tech would play the winner of if they get to move on. And Princeton is the seven seed, so they're they're hosting. So they're hosting Michigan if Tech is able to get past Florida Gulf Coast. They'll play the winner of that game on the seventeenth, so uh, next Friday, the following Friday, and I'm assuming tech would continue to host since there's such a high seed you know i'd imagine that until they get to the quarterfinals they would be hosting if they're able to to continue on mm-hmm. and that's you know great news for people in lubbock great news for red raider fans try to get it out there to john walker if you can and support the the red raiders on the on the soccer field because they've They've really earned it. I mean, their first loss was the one that Spencer just mentioned, and that was in a Big 12 tournament. That that was their first loss of the year, and they lost by one and just really have been putting on a clinic for the entire season. And, uh, you know, being able to get this seed and be where they are, it's a, it's a huge testament to what this program's accomplished. So hopefully they'll continue on and get to play Uh, further into this tournament but Mm -hmm. it all starts on friday yep
1: um so you mentioned you have to make a choice you're you're making a choice right now because the late i mean well you didn't because the lady raider basketball game wrapped up uh, about an hour ago so you didn't have to choose them or us um but (laughs) true we'll, we'll, we'll get to more of a of a recap but they started the season off right with a 30 nope 42 point win Huge, huge, yeah. Um,
0: and it was, it, it's, it's, was it even that close. 95
1: 53 was the final, yeah. A lot of people wanting one in a hundred, but when you're up by that much, you're probably not shooting threes. And well, you shouldn't be, but um, two final thoughts on TC before we move on, uh, to Kansas. Uh, Michael, your score prediction was closer than mine. 31 26 the final score is 35 28 but i had the correct team winning so yeah i get credit there you do 27 20 um it was a touchdown off 8 points of both teams i didn't think there would be that that many points um so you got to go 2 and 1 the re- remaining to hit 6 and 6 not impossible uh you're hosting UCF next weekend for your f- Final home game, your senior night. Uh, first, you got to travel up to Lawrence. Uh, that game did go a couple points, uh, percentage points in the predictions in your favor from 42 to 44. So getting a little closer to a, um, a pick pick'em, if you will. I know the the points right now are three and a half in Kansas' is favor, but as the home team, that would indicate it's going to be a pretty close game or could be pretty close game. Um, and then final there on Black Friday in Austin against a team that, uh, has looked pretty good, at least defensively will be pretty good. Uh, they, they've, they've been allowing teams to rush for like two yards per carry.
0: Yeah. Which doesn't really line up. Well,
1: even without yours, like if he's not able to come back, which that would be pretty a significant injury if he's out that long. Um, but their, their run defense could, uh, could help keep them in the game. Even if they are without yours, keep them in the game. Let's be honest. It's going to be a long shot for Texas tech anyways. Um, but we got a couple games to get to before we even talk about the Longhorns. Jayhawks are up first. They are 16th in the polls. Tell me the last time they were, they they were that high. Was it a
0: 2007
1: when they went, went to the orange bowl? Probably
0: maybe so and that's number 16 in the college playoff rankings playoff playoff which texas tech has never been ranked in you didn't have to bring that up i i have to every now and then
1: smp though uh slight favorite to texas tech you are 35th kansas is 40th uh, you did slide one spot, 34th to 35th this past week. Uh And you were no longer the best five-loss team in the country. Boo. TCU takes that honor at 29th, but you gave them their Congratulations, fifth loss. TCU. <laughs> you gave them their fifth loss, whereas you stayed at five. Uh oh, That's great. Game will be 11 a.m. Glad, a. M., glad so, we could help. Yeah. 11-11 at 11. FS1. Uh, y'all know Lance Leibold, third season out there for the Jayhawks. They are the 23rd best home team, fourth in the Big 12. Texas Tech, not so great on the road, 54th. Um, Kansas is 5-0 and at home this season. 7-2, and two, so they are still cruising ahead of schedule with, what's that, three to go? So... The Jayhawks go 10 and 2 this year, Michael. No, no let's right? not talk about that. That's, no. that's that's not possible,
0: right? I don't think so. What's, well, what's okay, let's see. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. So obviously, Tech. Tech. Then Kansas State. Then and they host Kansas State. They host Kansas State. And then they go to Cincinnati.
1: Okay, chalk up Cincinnati because I'm, 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 so that's eight and two. I mean, even if they went eight and four, shoot that that that'd be a pretty, pretty significant season for them.
0: Yes, um, let's see. It'd be we'll, a significant
1: one for Texas Tech <laughs> to go eight and four. Well, they're not they're not getting there this year.
0: That was what I predicted this year, and I thought that was just going to be amazing. And now you, Kansas may do it. Damn it.
1: Yeah. It could go ten and two, but let's let's not let's not talk about that.
0: No, let's not get there. Uh
1: when Kansas has the ball, uh they are the eighteenth S P plus ranked offense going up against the fifty-third ranked defense. Jason Bean is your likely starter quarterback. Jalen Daniels has been out for a little bit with a back injury, so no, those are always iffy, but they've still been uh they've still been winning with uh with Bean. Um, outside of, I mean, they lost Oklahoma state, which is okay. What they're, yeah. they're good
0: when they look like crap. I mean, they're tied for first place in the big 12. Now <laughs> I guess okay. hats
1: off to, to Gundy and, and, and I guess to, to the, you know, running back all Gordon and Alan Bowman figuring enough stuff out even though. Okay. So I, I watched the end of the, the, the bedlam game. Neither team wanted to win that game, Michael, Um <laughs> <laughs> Bowman apparently has never run a, a four minute offense. Like he, they were trying to eat clock, and he was snapping the ball with fifteen seconds left on, on the on the
0: on the play clock. That's that like Cliff Kingsbury, him. he just can't. Or not, no, it wasn't Kingsbury. It was yeah, it was. Yeah, they they he they played had for a, Kingsbury.
1: Like it was like third and two, and they had like a rollout play action pass. It went incomplete. It was like you just need Oklahoma to burn timeouts. What are you doing?
0: No, no, we got to uh, we got to tempo. We got to go tempo. <laughs>
1: And then Oklahoma just couldn't – they couldn't do crap. Uh, anyways, Oklahoma State,
0: good. Well, hey, hang on. A little bit more on Oklahoma State. Do you know who their last three games are? Uh, no, but – I'll just it, tell you. I bet it's a cakewalk. They, they go to UCF. <laughs> they go to Houston. And then they host BYU. Oh, my gosh. They're going to go 10-2. and two and they've already played Cincinnati and they beat the dog out of them 45 to 13. So they they're they get to have all, all four of the newbies on the schedule who been nice. are growing into the "quote unquote power 5 nomenclature at least in football. Uh, except for when BYU plays Texas Tech. But yeah, they I mean there's a there's a really solid chance that they might only lose one Big Twelve game, and they may be the team. You know, last a uh, couple of weeks ago, I was I thought I was being cheeky predicting Oklahoma versus Kansas State in the Big Twelve championship. This well, now be, it looks like it'd be Texas, Oklahoma State, right now.
1: It could be any of Texas, Oklahoma State, and Kansas, but probably Oklahoma State. Like, whatever. We're not talking about Oklahoma State. They're not on our schedule. Couldn't <laughs> yeah, less. I know. I also, I I, I know it's not on our our, our our notes, but like we got to figure out a time to talk about the Big Twelve
0: scheduling matrix garbage. It was, I was not as annoyed by it as a lot of folks, and I, and I get why some were because there were only four protected rivalries: Arizona, Arizona State, Kansas, Kansas State, uh, BYU, Utah. And then Baylor TCU, I think those I don't are see- the only the only ones that will play each other every year for the that f- the four years that we've seen. But I don't have as much skin in the game for Texas Tech versus Baylor, despite having played nonstop for 80 years or whatever it is, or. Tech versus TCU. I mean, I I feel like this is where this doesn't, this didn't surprise me at all because what your Mac, your Mark has shown is your Mac. Your Mark has shown that he's, he's not going to do things just because that's how they've always been done. And he wants to expand and he wants more eyeballs and he wants people to, you know, to take advantage of this footprint that he's created. So it makes sense that everybody's going to play everybody either two or three times in that four year stretch, as opposed to, well, we're going to keep these guys here and keep these guys here. No, I think he wants co-mingling people going across the country, people going everywhere to, to try to get as many people going, Hey, look at the big 12. Look what they're up to. Oh, this is an interesting matchup. You don't see UCF play uh, Colorado very often or, or whatever. And then it's just, And and I I did appreciate that they, you know, Texas Tech and Arizona State play each other three of those four years. That's kind of a natural fit for a possible, you know, quote unquote, new or renewed rivalry, depending on how many Mm -hmm. decades you want to go back or generations at this point. But it it didn't bother me as much as it did some folks. I get why it did. But what are your thoughts? I wish if
1: you're gonna if you're gonna have some protector rivalries, I think every team should have one. And I get like some of them you may have to you may have to manufacture something, right? Um, like, because who would you protect for for Iowa State? You would probably think Kansas State, but then they, they would have two.
0: Correct. Iowa yeah. State,
1: Cincinnati doesn't hold any interest. Would Texas Tech, Houston? No, but Texas Tech, Oklahoma State would. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then who would you pair with, with Colorado?
0: And who would you pair with Houston on any of this?
1: If it wouldn't be Tech, I would say like UCF maybe. I mean, that could be good. But again, you'd have to like be manufacturing something. Absolutely. Who would you pair with, with West Virginia? Cincinnati, maybe? It's just like a yes. regional tie, but... Is there, is there history there? I don't know. Uh, So like, I I understand like why, why there are some, but not like not everybody, but I kind of wish everybody had one.
0: Yes. I mean, I could see that too. And I've seen a lot of the schedules where, okay, you've got your three permanents and then you rotate three and you rotate three or, or whatever it was. And yeah, the math all works. But I'm sure that's not what your mark cares about. I think he cares about what would be most interesting to uh, to sell to, to TV. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have these these you're not gonna have the same teams play each other a third of the season every year. You're gonna have it's gonna be bonkers. It's gonna be across the wall. You're gonna play everybody's gonna play everybody two or three times in that four year stretch. And it's not gonna be A rhyme or reason to it necessarily and I I, like I said man I really get why some folks don't appreciate that and but I just am not at all surprised by this being kind of his vision of trying to get this a more national conference as opposed to just focusing on your corner of the world for a third of the season and then okay fine I guess we'll leave Texas I guess we'll go to Colorado yeah. this year. Sure. We'll just go to Fort Worth and Baylor and Stillwater and then fine. Okay. I guess, I guess we'll pack the truck for <laughs> Arizona, <laughs> whatever. No, I think it's his intent was no, everybody's playing everybody.
1: Everybody plays everybody. All right. Sorry. I I, I just wanted to throw that in there, but. I know a lot's happened since we recorded um. Okay, so Kansas offense. Jason Bean. Um. He's a senior, six three, one ninety five. Uh, completing under sixty one percent of his passes, but fourteen hundred passing yards, ten touchdowns, four interceptions, thirty four carries, one hundred fifty four yards in the ground, and another touchdown. Uh, when they hand the ball off, they've got a couple of really good running backs: Devin Neal and Daniel Hayschad Jr. Um, I mean, they're both averaging around six yards a carry. Neil is at six point one yards. Uh is at five point eight. Neil's got eight hundred and twenty-eight yards. Highshaw's got five hundred and seventeen. Between them, they have seventeen touchdowns. Um, they are the team. Kansas as a team is eleventh in the country in yards per carry, and eighteenth in rushing yards per
0: game. And this is nine games in. This isn't some skewed three or four games into the season. No, not at all. We're well into Big 12 play. They've played some solid teams, and some. they've played some really good football.
1: Yeah. Uh, through the air, they're looking at three main targets. Wide receiver Lawrence Arnold is a 6'3", 200-pound guy, 31 receptions, 515 yards, 16 and a half yards per catch two touchdowns so they don't they don't target any one guy specifically through the air uh to score necessarily as long as you got some other team with a bunch of receiving t- touchdowns but um they're they're just all over the field Quentin Skinner Junior 65 195 19 catches 380 yards um, so not as many yards but 20 yards per catch two touchdowns tight end Mason Fairchild senior 64 260. 21 catches, 300 and just about 20 yards, 15 yards per catch, two touchdowns. Their offense is, is just, just pretty good, man. It's It's been building for the past couple of years, but they are 12th in college football and third down conversion percentage at 49%. They are 35th in red zone scoring percentage. We talked about TCU being able to drive the ball over the field. But not being able to finish drives, Kansas, they they finish drives. Just under 89% of all drives end in scores uh, that end up in the red zone, at least 32 scores and 36 trips, 25 touchdowns to seven field goals. So, again, when they get in the red zone and when they're scoring, a lot of them are are touchdowns as opposed to field goals or no scores. So, um, offensively, they pass pretty identically yards per game identically to texas tech 230 about 236 yards per game uh, Texas tech allows 234 um but they are passing at 9.9.4 9. 4 yards per attempt whereas Texas tech is allowing 6.6 6 yards per attempt uh already mentioned they are running for 198 yards per game that's at 5.2 yards per carry Texas tech is holding teams to just 100 or i say just 141 yards per game on four yards per carry. They are picking up nearly 50% of their third downs, uh, scoring 35 points per game. Texas Tech is allowing 26 points per game, which is a significant improvement uh, that you've dropped. What was it? Five or six points off your, your, your point totals from last year, but then it's huge. Just, in the position you're at, you know, at four and five, not, not scoring as many points either. Um, really it's going to come down. If if their offense is is tricky uh, pre-snap, they, uh, they're going to motion a lot of guys out there. So they're going to make you declare your coverages uh, in that, or they're going to get guys um, confused. On 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 whose responsibility is 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 yours in terms of pass coverage? Uh, we saw Texas Tech, Tech do that a couple times against TCU, where they'll they'll motion a guy in into a, a three receiver stack, and then all three receivers will go in, in different directions. And if you know the defenders aren't um, clear on their assignments before that motion even comes, uh, it, it it could you know spring one of the guys loose. Uh, Kansas does that kind of motion almost every play, man. They are, they're, they're moving guys a lot. It reminds me of uh, Boise State and Brian Harson a few years ago. And I guess he, he went to Texas after that, but they, they, they move a lot of guys. They um also a heavy option team. Uh, even without Daniels, Bean is, is, is pretty, pretty lethal on the ground too. um, And, and he can burn you through the air. When Tech, Tech has the ball, they are the 28th ranked offense going up against the 78th ranked defense for the Jayhawks. They are led in tackles by a senior safety and not like a hybrid linebacker safety type, but safety, true safety. Kenny Logan, Jr., 6'205", 61 total tackles, 37 solo. Also has added a forced fumble and an interception. Uh, second on the team, linebacker Rich Miller, 43 tackles. And then J.B. Brown is other linebacker, 41 tackles. Um, so that's a pretty significant gap between one and two. There's 61 tackles to 43 tackles. Not great that it's a, a safety. So when we talked about this in the preseason and our predictions uh, where they may not be as good as they were last season, or, or as good as they were projected, because they were returning so much on the defensive line. Their defensive line is not not contributing so much, uh, at least in tackles. They are in sacks, uh, but tackles. A lot of teams are getting to the second level and and not not great if they're they're led in tackles by their you know true safety back there. Uh, they've got 21 sacks on the on the season through nine games. Um, their defensive ends, Austin Booker. He's got six, and then Jerome Robinson's got four. And then the rest are, are, are scattered uh, ones and twos throughout the rest of the, of the depth chart there. But their, their defensive ends are their main contributors there, and they've added nine interceptions on the season. Um, as a unit, they are allowing 230 yards through the air at 7.8 yards per attempt, so not great through the air. Uh, allowing teams to run for 164 yards at four and a half yards per carry. That's not great. Texas tech is running for 173 yards at four and a half yards per carry. So imagine that number is going to tick up uh, for the Kansas or in in tech's favor there. Um, And if, if they're, you know, teams are able to find that much space in the Kansas pass defense, I would assume Texas tech is going to be able to do that with Baron Morton behind center. Um. They are allowing teams, Kansas is allowing teams to convert 43% of their four, third downs. Texas Tech's been converting 41. Again, another advantage in Tech's favor. Uh, and then Tech is scoring 31, 30 and a half points per game. Kansas is allowing 27 points per game. Um, so really it's going to come down to which defense is going to have their their way with the other offense. Um, I don't know how, how I feel about this one yet, Michael not great um no if you look at the cbf graphs (laughs) projection predictions whatever it's a heavy favorite for kansas 75 to 25 uh and probably a a a two-score game here Uh, 34 to 25 so you know 35 26 type game 35 27 um lot lot of uh of advantages here for the Jayhawks, especially on offense. But uh, again, I, I like the, I like the, the matchup here, your offense versus their, their defense. But the issue is that with that is that you're going to be on the road. Um, we've already talked about, it, you've already seen it. You haven't been so great on the road. You haven't had Baron Morton on the road Um, as a, as a true starter uh, outside of West Virginia. But even then he got hurt early on in that, in that performance. So great opportunity for for him to come out and to continue to show how how great he is um it is a three and a half point line as of recording in Kansas's favor which we talked about earlier usually a home team gets three points so with it being only three and a half uh fairly fairly evenly matched I would say at least in terms of um the guys that are setting the lines here over under at 61 which with these offenses kind of feels, I mean, I would s- like it feels low. Um, yes. So I would say whatever it's going to be, it's going to be an over. Um, You and I both picked Texas Tech to win this game preseason. I am a little less confident at this point, <laughs> nine games in than I was obviously uh, no games in. Um, Michael, what, what what are your thoughts coming into this weekend's matchup?
0: I I feel the same trepidation that you do. The you know the matchup I look like this. This just looks like an offense-friendly matchup. I think as good as Tech's defense has been, and I feel like someday we should give a deep dive on how good they've been. <laughs> Uh, i mean really i i know they've they've had hiccups they've had bad quarters or bad drives or something but like you mentioned texas tech is averaging 25 point something points per game on on defense which is just about unheard of so the fact that they're able to do that uh really just makes me think that this is just how good kansas's offense is i i, I think that's This running attack that they have, this rushing attack that they have is going to really wear down the defense a little bit. I looked up time of possession while you were visiting earlier about some other stuff, and I I thought, oh, Kansas has got to be way up there in time of possession. They probably just eat up clock, and they don't. Uh, They hold the ball for 30 minutes per game on average, and Tech holds it for 28. So that's several, several spots apart from one another, but West Virginia is in the top three. And they only have a 34-minute time of possession. So there's just a lot of leeway there. I think Tech was 109th at 28. So who knows how many people they were tied with. So yeah, from 34 minutes to 28 minutes on holding the ball, it's over 100 spots on the FBS list. But I'm just thinking that this is going to be a defense that is really going to give Uh, I mean, an offense that's going to give Tex defense fits Uh, Kansas's defense is their kind of their quote unquote weakness and Tex offense is coming into its own. I know that I don't think Tharp is playing again. I think he's still down and there just really hasn't been a go-to receiver emerge, but I do feel a lot more confident with Morton back there I think I downplayed how well the offense played for the majority of the game last week just because that third quarter was such a clunker for everybody. So right on an instant reaction, you're coming in and talking about it, thinking, well, that game could have gone another way. And so you you take almost a week from that and think Tech won a conference game against a team they've barely beaten in the last eight years. So that's great. But now they're going to Lawrence against a team that they typically win without breaking a sweat and man I don't think they're gonna do it I I predicted tech to lose last week I was wrong which is great but I as much as I don't want to predict him to lose again I just think this offense that Kansas puts up is one of those that is kind of relentless and really hard to contain for a full, you know, for a full game, I'm I'm sure there'll be some three and outs on occasion. But man, there's just if they're getting third downs half the time, like you pointed out earlier, it could be just a really long day where the defense just can't get off the field. But then the offense, again, can score, you know, um, the 11 a.m. I don't like that. Uh, I don't. I, I can't predict what the what the atmosphere is going to be like. In Lawrence, I'm not sure if there'll be as pumped about a Texas Tech team showing up or not, but I do think it'll be more there'll be a lot more fans than on a typical Saturday at eleven a m in November in Lawrence that Texas Tech football have encountered in the last decade. but man, that score you put up was exactly what I had in mind. so I'm gonna go a little bit higher because I have faith in these offenses, but I don't want Kansas to cover just out of uh, out of hubris, I guess. So I'm going to have Kansas winning 37-34.
1: So I, I started off um, closer but lower scoring game right at the 61 total. Uh, I had it 31-30. Um, and I was like, no, nah, there's going to be some more points. So I got, I've got it 34-31. Um, I was hoping maybe there'd be a basketball game. They play on Friday night. They're hosting Manhattan Friday night, so uh, no, uh, yeah. no no, split attentions there. And then they're they're traveling to Kentucky on Tuesday, which could be a good, but their preseason number one are the Jayhawks, which we'll talk about basketball in a minute. We'll get there. Um, but Michael and I are both picking a uh, close loss there, which is probably pretty frustrating. Um, possibly heartbreaking. Possibly heartbreaking as you know, I hate to say it as long as it's not a, uh, blocked field goal fumbled <laughs> back to offense, but back to the Jayhawks, let them try again. Um, or a, uh, yeah. like a walk off pick six or something or a fast yeah. fleet
0: scoop and score. Or a butt fumble. Oh gosh.
1: No. So, uh, we're both down. Obviously we'd love to be wrong here. Um, if you lose this game, it really puts you in, in a bind to make it to a bowl game. So, um, if you've got hopes on a bowl game, you, you need this one. Um, Michael, what were your thoughts on uh, Maguire's comments about who's being played and who's being uh, held out for being able to take a red shirt?
0: Yeah, I found that interesting. Feelings one way or the other? No, I probably should. But I, I I think a lot of folks are looking at it as, well, we're throwing in the towel, looking into next year. Yeah, sure, that's one way to look at it. I don't think that's at all what he means. I, I feel like he's probably comfortable with the depth at that position and may not want to take a risk, <clears throat> excuse me, at this point. But I didn't have a strong opinion on it. And, you know, if, if Tech was – seven and two right now, like Kansas, I don't think anybody else would either. What, what are you thinking?
1: I mean, I, I understand that the thought process that, that he laid out uh, that you're trying to preserve as much eligibility as you can. Um, I also understand the optics of it, how it looks, how it looks bad. that Like you're, you're basically conceding the last game um, that you're not going to win in Austin. Um, I just I don't know I, I have a hard time uh, being too upset about trying to stack your roster with uh, experienced older players, especially within your own program. When um, now whether or not they, they stick around or, or on on the roster and you know with your program uh, as their their eligibility is, is running out is one thing, but um. I think something that you can point to, like he's he's getting guys as much experience as he can uh, and also trying to preserve that so it's not like you're not playing at all in red shirting. Um, so I like, I I don't feel as strong about it as I've seen some, some other people. Um, I think he's saying what we're all thinking he's saying without him actually saying the words. Um, I don't love that outlook, but I'm also like, he he, kind of got burned on the overly optimistic outlook this season. <laughs> um, so it's like, it, it's okay. It's okay in my book that if you want to you start to like reel that back in and try to be a little bit more realistic and pragmatic, like,
0: yeah, I get that. Uh, well, he's not going to say it, but. No, and I, you know, I, I just keep going back to the when – things weren't looking so good and Chuck was still the starter. A lot of the sentiment was, well, might as well just let Baron play the rest of it. Whatever happens happens. I guess that sentiment doesn't count anymore when it's not the quarterback. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of the same exact philosophy, except you're further into the season. You know exactly who you are almost. Why not let some of the young guys get some experience or, you know, or, or, or shuffle things around and see what you've got in other positions. But that was only an acceptable call to make in September when it comes to the most important position on the team. So I, I'm not really shocked or appalled by it or anything, but I do think a lot of folks are, were in that same camp before because Shuck wasn't their guy. And then now that this has happened, it's, it's, it's time to be upset about it, but, it's the same philosophy that they were preaching.
1: Yeah, you look around the the Big Twelve results from this past weekend, and then look at the schedule for this upcoming weekend.
0: Yeah, uh, so I think the first four games were decided by a combined nine points, Spencer. Yeah, there were I mean, some squeakers.
1: I was just counting that up. Yeah, overtime win for Texas by three. Um, Oklahoma State wins over the Sooners by three Houston beat Baylor, uh, by one in overtime and Cincinnati, sorry, UCF beats Cincinnati by two. Yeah. So a lot of close games. Um, I'll only watched a few minutes of the, of Bedlam. Um, and was just surprised at just the lack of want to win there from either team. Um, thought that Kansas state would have a shot and, and they did, I mean, they're, 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 still a good team. Um, but you know, they, they've, they've all, they've been pretty good this season, but they've also been historically good on the road in Austin. Uh, so them taking them to overtime is not a surprise to me. Um, West Virginia wiping the floor with BYU. It's kind of demoralizing a little bit.
0: Yeah. I had, I had West Virginia because that was a nine and a half point spread. They were favored quite a bit, but they and won so, by thirty. But I still had that, and and that still surprised me. That's all I was getting at is I thought, you know, I finally need to believe in West Virginia this season. It's November, and I'm finally coming around. Yeah, I'll take West Virginia to cover, and whew, boy, yeah, they did. And then no problem. Um,
1: Jayhawks on the road in Ames took down the Cyclones, who, again, were surprising to me. I think, like I said, I've said this before, I think I expected their roster would have been more impacted by the preseason stuff. Uh, but Rocco Brecht looks pretty good as quarterback. That's an Iowa State football name if I've ever heard it. No kidding. Um, yeah, but they won 28-21. This upcoming weekend... Uh, only one 11 a.m. game and it's us in Kansas and it's unfortunately it's us probably bringing that down. than in Kansas, because almost always Kansas, the, the previous seasons, you play 11 a.m. against Kansas because Kansas was bad. Uh, and now it's your fault, but at least you're not on, you're not on ESPN plus. So that's, that's one thing. Uh, cause Baylor, I swear they've just been relegated to ESPN plus, uh, Baylor at Kansas State. Kansas State's a three-touchdown favorite. ESPN plus, 2 p.m. I think Kansas State's going to be, I mean, not that they need any any extra motivation, but Baylor's pretty bad. Kansas State's going to be rebounding, I I think, pretty well. Give me Kansas State to cover that three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and that's in Manhattan, so yeah. Yeah. Give me the Wildcats. <clears throat>
1: Oklahoma State on the road, two thirty on ESPN in Orlando. They're only a two and a half point favorite over the, gold, the, the Golden Knights uh, <laughs> against the the Knights. There, Give, Oklahoma State I, with what I've seen, like unless it's just one of those like weird rebounding games where they just not like basketball rebound, but like they just don't show up. Like this should be an easy game for them. Easier than two and a half points. So give me Oklahoma state on the road with those points.
0: Yeah. Same UCF. Of course, I'd just like to remind everybody this when I can blew a 26 point lead to Baylor at home. So Oklahoma state, i am kind of saying the same thing I said about West Virginia. I guess it's about time. I believe that they're pretty darn good and I'll, I'll take them at a two and a half point favorite on the road.
1: West Virginia at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a 12 and a half point favorite. At 6 p.m. on Fox. Is this where the uh, the Mountaineers fall apart? Do they make a statement and keep it close? Do they win this game, Michael?
0: 12 and a half is a lot of points. I, I'm i taking the Nears on this one at plus 12 and a half. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they win. But, yeah, Oklahoma coming off of... Losses to Kansas and Oklahoma State. I'm sure, they're back at home. It's at night, but I think their fans are so spoiled. They're probably. There'll probably be a good amount of of Sooner fans there, obviously, but I don't know if it'll be quite the crowd they would have gotten if they were coming in with just the, you know, with with zero losses, basically.
1: Yeah, I I, I think I'm with you. I'll, I'll take West Virginia to cover, but I, I still think Oklahoma's going to win this one. Um, Cincinnati at Houston, Ugh. Oof. Houston's a two and a half point favorite at home. 6 PM FS one.
0: Give me Houston, but I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Same.
1: No, you know what? Give me Cincinnati <laughs> on the road.
0: All right. We'll be different. We'll be different there. Texas nine
1: and a half point favorite on the road in Fort worth. Um, Road game road teams have won the past few of these matchups, but uh, that, that, that will continue to hold true this weekend. I don't think TCU uh, is going to be anywhere close to sniffing this one. Uh, give me Texas in the points.
0: I'm going to take TCU because Texas didn't cover at home versus Kansas state. So oh, one plus nine and a half. Okay. Well, and they also blew like a 20 to seven lead.
1: It happens man <laughs> Iowa State 6 9 point favorites on the road in Provo up in the mountains 915 got some Big 12 after dark ESPN
0: Oh man um I think BYU sucks give me Iowa State same I it's interesting if things go about like they should there could be Big 12 football on for over 12 hours this Sunday or this Saturday.
1: Well, yeah, because uh tech, tech will start off at 11.
0: Right. Um, so there could be, you know, depending on how long that game is, depends on how much Kansas runs the ball. By the time Baylor and Kansas State start, the Tech game could be, oh, no, there's no way it won't be. Yeah. There's no way it won't going. be done in three hours. Absolutely yeah. it'll be done. It won't be done. Yeah. So it, it kicks off at two. So that was our saving grace. I, I thought it was 2.30.
1: Yeah, if, if it was two thirty, there may have been a, a little bit of a break there, a window for there not to be Big Twelve football on for fourteen hours. But nah, man, <laughs> if you're a fan of Big Twelve football, strap in. Yeah, don't leave that couch.
0: No <laughs> window, straight hours of it. Not a single, not a single lull in Big Twelve action.
1: Which like, if if you want the conference on TV, isn't that what you want? Yeah, like you don't want that was. Like you, you, you've still got, you've got three games stacked at six, which I don't like, but every team is playing. So there's not getting around having multiple games in the same window. You only have one at 11 and one at nine fifteen. You probably could have doubled up there at the earlier game. You could have moved the Kansas state game up. Um, But I assume if you're on ESPN plus the home team gets to pick that, right? Yeah, I would think so. So, and I mean, you know, you don't want to pick the 11 a.m. game. Um, at three, you had two at six and a
0: 6.30. Yeah. And who knows what the weather's going to be like on Saturday night in Manhattan? They may have been like, yeah, let's get this over with it too. We don't need to.
1: I don't even know why I care enough to
0: look, but I'm going to look. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do because you're a dad and, uh, <laughs> that's what we do. We look up the weather for Manhattan on, november 11th
1: it's gonna be Can't beautiful bright sunshiny day high of 63 oh man that is gorgeous that's football
0: weather better than uh it's weird that that's november football weather in the midwest better than what we're gonna get in the next couple of days yeah it is i think lubbock's not gonna get out of the 50s on saturday Lawrence, so
1: yeah this is a, i don't know why i expect it to be different 62 high of 62 on saturday
0: but yeah this is I mean this is kind of what your marks looking at this this is what he's excited about I'd imagine with Colorado and Utah and the Arizonas with having teams in the the mountain time zone um, Arizona is going to be in the mountain standard forever they don't believe in daylight but whatever so I, I think that's it this could be your typical Sunday or I keep saying Sunday. Sorry, everybody could be your typical Saturday. Once we get into the next season and you start seeing just nonstop big 12 games from 11 to nine 30, you know, 11 kickoffs to nine 30 kickoffs. And they will all make sense because there will always be a, a team, you know, that may be part of the matrix plan. You never know. Maybe they always wanted to have Colorado, one of the Utahs, and one of the Arizonas hosting every single slot during the year, and that may have been one way they figured it out. Well, just that way they could take up that 9.30 time slot and it not be in Orlando.
1: (laughs) It would be a missed opportunity if if you you didn't have – a game on I mean I know the the early window game on the East Coast they actually kick off at noon local time um, but to run it from 11 to midnight every weekend, always have a big 12 game on, you'll find something for somebody anytime you're absolutely going. ow. All right. Uh I'm just gonna play it in the background because we gotta get going. We got basketball here, Michael. Um, <laughs> Lady Raiders kicked off their season that we already talked touched on a little bit. Uh 95 53. Uh they hosted UT RGV. Um Then they've got their upcoming schedule. They've got Tarleton coming up on Friday night. You you mentioned that. You got a Pick which uh, which lady Texas Tech team you want to support. Uh, I mean, in terms of, like, significance of the game, of the match, I'd probably say you should probably walk over to the John Walker Soccer Complex, take on some tournament action instead of a preseason non-conference matchup. But your uh, lady Raiders look pretty good tonight, man.
0: Yeah, and, you know, as weird as it sounds, 95-53, to 53, it, it wasn't that close. Uh, you know, the first half, I think, Texas Tech only allowed 15 points, but then scored 68. If I'm doing my math right, 25 plus 37. Hang on. Nope. 62. <laughs> so it was 62 to 15 at halftime. My goodness. Uh, but, but, yeah, just... A heck of a night, you know, Shavers with 26 points on 9 of 11 field goals. Uh, Mopping with 16. Everybody contributing, everybody getting in on the action. Uh, I was really impressed with Garlic coming out with the full court press. And she stuck with it for a lot of the first half. And the girls were relentless, getting good traps, uh, forced them to turn the ball over, getting 10 seconds. Is it still is it still 10 seconds in college?
1: I gotta be honest, I don't I don't know enough about the the rules differences in the women's game versus men's.
0: Well, and I don't know if it's it's 8 in men's, right? To get across half court? Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember if it's anyway. I know they they did that at least once. So, uh, you know, we will obviously try to keep up with the Lady Raiders best we can, but you know, your best bet is to Check out seeing Scarlet. They sure. are truly in, in in tune with the Lady Raiders. They have players on their podcast. Uh, they also are staying really up to date on everything going on with the soccer team. Had a former player on today or recently. So be sure to check out seeing Scarlet. They will be able to go into a lot more in depth than we are. Um, and I think did you go over the next couple of games the Lady Raiders have? I know that we talked about Tarleton.
1: I just mentioned the yeah the, the Tarleton game uh, Friday night. ESPN Plus, ESPN three. So what you could do uh, if you if you had the device and you got the bandwidth, you can watch the game while you're <laughs> at the soccer match.
0: That's true. And I saw that you know I I put ESPN Plus slash ESPN three because there was just a a link that you click on the lady Raiders schedule there. So I'm, I'm not sure which one it is. Um, but obviously most of us are probably already playing for plus, so it doesn't really affect you. But if you're not paying for plus, there's a chance it could be on three. It's just kind of hard to tell. And then Monday, you know, so there'll be two games before we record next. Uh, so Monday they will host Lamar at 6 PM. And I don't think that one's going to be televised unless something changes. Unfortunately. then, yeah,
1: and 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 this this day and age, like every game should be on TV,
0: or streaming yeah. service or platform somewhere. Well, especially and you know that shows the disparity in women's athletics. Uh, yep. But I think what disproves that rule is if it's on, people are going to watch it. If if it's available, people are going to find it and watch it. It's just a matter of getting someone to believe that. And you know, you see seeing Scarlet taking off. And a lot of that is because they have they have a, a, a lot of fans who are really interested in Texas Tech women's athletics specifically. And they're finding them and they're tuning into them and they're being a part of their show and, and they're they're being uh you know, Coach Gerlich has given shout outs and, and it's it's just it's just one of those things. If it's if it's available, people are going to seek it out and find it. Yep. It's just a matter of, of convincing folks that it needs to be available. Yep.
1: All right. So men's tip off tomorrow. Uh, they get their season underway. Host, Finally. Hosting Texas A&M Commerce. The women will actually play them uh, in a couple of weeks. I think the 17th. Um, I did, before we get into the the tech game, I, I did find preseason project, projections projected win totals over unders for, um, sorry, not over unders, totals, total wins, total losses, and then conference records. Uh, so I want to go through the teams uh, in their projected order uh, and see where you think they may be, um, you know, opportunity to move up or down here. Surprising to me, uh, Kansas picked number one. Uh, well, one, that, that, That's not surprising, but this this model has them going 13 and five. So, Hmm. and only winning 23 regular season games, this is not counting anything post-season.
0: So, are we saying, when we say predict, are we predicting the total wins or the conference wins?
1: Let's do conference wins because I, I don't know enough okay. about the their non-conference schedule. I, I I know Kansas has a pretty beefy non-conference schedule. I, I bet Houston does too. Texas Tech does not outside of the the tournament. Um, but so let, let's just stick with the conference because Big 12 Conference is pretty dang stacked. Um, looking at, at Texas Tech, uh, I was trying to find the – preseason where you're starting off and some of the rankings, uh, and, and ratings platforms that will follow Ken Palm, BPI, Haslametrics. I was going through, I was looking at Haslametrics, you're every, the 14 big 12 teams, the lowest one in Cincinnati at 75. <laughs> so depending on home versus away, every game is going to be, every conference game is going to be a quad one. Yeah. Um, you absolutely. Got, five big 12 teams in the top 25 only the sec has more and they they have six. Um, so so starting off Kansas 13 and five and the conference, they are preseason number one in the country. So again, I think those two things, uh, come together to tell you the big 12 is going to be pretty dang difficult to get through unscathed. Number one team in the country projected to lose five conference games. And still win the conference.
0: Yeah, but in, but I'm still going to take the under and not be. I mean, not like uh, they're gonna they're gonna go way beyond that or way way less than that. I, I just think that some other team is going to trip them up. I, I think they'll lose six in Big Twelve play and you know go twelve and six instead of thirteen and five. That's that's basically where I'm at. I'm going to take Kansas to go over.
1: You think they're going to cruise? I think they'll probably go like 14 and four. Like four losses kind of feels like a lot, but Houston. Four feels
0: like a lot? Oh, man, you're probably right.
1: I know. Houston, 12 and a half wins to five and a half losses in conference play. Um, they are preseason number two in the country. <laughs> so one, two. Uh, and they're obviously going to be one, two in, in Big 12 play here. Um, man, they were pretty good. I think they played a really tough schedule last year. So I don't even think that like, there's going to be like a huge adjustment to big 12 play outside of, um, like they were, they may have been more tested non-conference than, than, than in conference. Um, so I think game in and game out every week uh, they're going to be tested a little bit harder. I think probably just a little under. Uh, I mean, if they go 12 and 6, that would be under here. Um, But still, I mean, winning two out of every three conference games.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page as you, but as tough as their schedule was last year, which I agree with you, they will have more of a target on their back this year whenever they're on the road uh, because everyone will want to take their best shot at them. And especially a lot of the geographically close teams, because I know as far as we are away from Houston, we have seen how good they are and they have been a, a team that, man, I wish tech could play them or that's just a lot of, you know, just one of those kind of state pride deals. And and I have a feeling that folks in Waco and Fort Worth and, you know, even in Stillwater and stuff kind of feel the same way. So I, I I think it will be a schedule that they're not going to be overwhelmed by or anything, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think they're going to get everybody's best shot. They're going to be kind of, you know, Kansas number two in the league uh, aside from Texas. I think Texas gets everybody's best shot because of Texas, but They'll it'll be those three.
1: So a little surprised, at least to me, as I was putting this together, this third team was BYU. Pretty easy for me. They were uh, projected here. Ten and a half, seven and a half. And probably just like percentage points ahead of Texas, who also has ten point four, seven point six.
0: Give me BYU to hit the under. Same. I don't know anything about them, but I'm going to take the under.
1: Texas, same 10 and four, sorry, 10.4, 7.6. I'm taking the over.
0: I think I'm going to take some overs eventually, but I'm taking the under on, on
1: you're that one. four Texas. and oh on unders right now, or <laughs> four for four. TCU, uh, coming in at one, two, three, four, fifth, uh, 10.2 to 7.8. So obviously, really close to the, the couple of teams ahead of them. Um, I don't know enough about their roster to feel confident either way. Just give me the the emotional peg here under.
0: I'm going to take the over because I need to start taking some eventually. But, you know, they did score 108 points last night, and I know it was against Southern, but I I don't know. They they might be a little surprising.
1: Baylor, probably pretty low here. 9.6 wins to 8.4 losses. Uh, This is another one. I'm going to take the over on just with the the history there for Scott Drew and his program.
0: Exact same. And Baylor, uh, you know, Texas Tech will be the last big 12 team to start their their season. Uh, you know, tonight Baylor played last night. The other 12 teams played on Monday night. So uh, everyone has played at this point except for Texas Tech. And Baylor did win tonight against Auburn. They won 88-82. Oh, they were down at half. Yeah, they were down by nine and half. They were down 43 34, came back, scored 54 points in the second half, Jeez. And, and won it. Um, Yeah.
1: So Texas Tech up next 9.4 wins to 8.6 losses. Um, So basically saying you're going to go 500 in conference play. That feels about right. I would love to be wrong here and get the over. Um, What am I at? over under under over under over <laughs> 3 and 3 so far. Give me an over here. Let's say Tech gets to 10 wins, 10 conference wins, at least 10
0: conference wins. I'm taking another under. Oh my gosh, Michael. i am just I'm just letting myself you know letting the dust settle on the McGaslin era. Let's uh Let's just see where we are. Let's see where we land.
1: Iowa State same uh numbers is texas tech 9.4 to 8.6 uh to keep everything aligned i'm gonna take the under
0: i'm taking the over kind of for the same reasoning but i've learned not to underestimate them uh, despite how things may look at different points in their season that's probably a smart play for you
1: to have it under tech over iowa state uh oklahoma 8.4 9.6 so this is where the the teams are going to start falling under five hundred in conference play, starting with Oklahoma. Um, I mean, eight and ten as that's that feels about where they when they when they've been. I'm going to say under, but like at eight because this says is, this says is eight point four. But give me the under here, and I have them going like eight, eight and ten. Hmm. You're taking the over, aren't
0: you? No, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to do that. Because I've well, got well, the next team is, up is, somewhere is, is, a, is, yeah. is an over candidate yeah. for sure. That's 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 where I'm headed. Okay, although, I'm gonna take the under on Oklahoma
1: preseason or not preseason early season returns on Kansas State not looking good. <laughs> they lost to uh, was it Abilene Christian? Was it? No, 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 no. Uh, Kansas State lost to USC. USC, that's what it was, and and not good yeah. like performance from USC,
0: but um, and it was at a neutral site and, and all that. And USC's ranked. It was just kind of one of those. I, I watched a little bit of that game. It was pretty ugly. The the first half I saw.
1: Yeah, this Big Twelve schedule snuck up. I didn't realize how many teams are were going to play before Texas Tech, Tech. I thought it was going to be more like everybody was playing on Wednesday, but no, we're going to be last to start.
0: Yeah. Every single team played.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm taking Kansas State to finish better than seven wins in conference play. Um, I think a seven and 11 conference schedule would be pretty, pretty disheartening for the moment momentum they built after year one. Do realize they're missing Noel and uh, the other guy they had the transfer. They had come in. Um, but I, I, I think Tang's going to have closer to 500 than that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I think that Kansas state just, I, I'm not going to underestimate them either
1: Cincinnati 7.4 to
0: 10.6. Um, give me the under here. Hmm. How many unders can I have? Nine, seven, seven. Okay. This will be this. This might be my last one. Give me the under there too. So I need, I need
1: two more overs and one more under West Virginia. Uh, this one feels low, but then you got to remember like how much talent they lost in the transfer portal and they don't have Huggins. Um, give me the over here, right? I need two three more overs. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. I need, I need two overs. So give me West Virginia over here at six wins. Same. UCF over. Uh, this has got to be like my, my last under, I, I think they're gonna be bad. And Oklahoma State, surprising here to finish at the very bottom of the list at five conference wins. We're both taking them to, to finish better
0: than that, to go better than five and 13. Yeah, Maybe. they'll have some random kid <laughs> make 10 three-pointers on a night. But Oklahoma State was who, that's who you were thinking of earlier, lost 59-64 hosting Abilene Christian.
1: Oof.
0: and yeah. And just to recap everybody, all of the big 12 teams – one of the 13 that have played, except for Kansas State and Oklahoma State. But everyone else won. And none of them were really close. They were all convincing wins. So not a surprise there at this point in the season, except for Oklahoma State's.
1: BYU put up 110 on Houston Christian.
0: Yes. Yeah. And t- like I guess TCU had 108 over Southern.
1: Oh, my gosh. Cincinnati. Oh, 11 point win over UIC. Whatever UIC is.
0: You, they're the flames. <laughs> um, I don't know.
1: Anyways. Um, yeah. So upcoming for Texas Tech, obviously uh, starting off home versus texas a&m commerce if you're looking at uh haslametrics matchups here haslametrics has texas tech at 50 the lowest of the three major services here uh ken palm edge at 43 bpi 45 all these will settle in quite a bit once you get a few games in um but you're facing team number 308 so pretty 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 significant uh disparity there uh, Mainville had some numbers, some numbies for you. The spread, Vegas has Texas Tech as a 22 and a half point favorite, Ken Palm 20, T rank, uh, a little over 16 with totals right in the one mid 130s. So, Texas Tech, obviously, to win here and win big. Um, I'm, I, I just can't wait to watch. Watch this team play. I, the 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 highlights, whatever from the game against the exhibition game versus A M were exciting. I want to see them actually play another team. I I get well, they're not going to be a, a great team here in uh, Texas A and M Commerce, but I want to see the guys, man.
0: Yeah, I'm ready. I have severe FOMO still from last Sunday.
1: I may have to have like the a Sunday a,
0: before last
1: roster pulled up on my phone or printed off at the office so I can figure out who everybody is. But
0: um, I do that every year now, Spitzer. Uh, absolutely, with, with the turnover, print a roster. the
1: roster, the turnover in the basketball rosters, man, it's hard to keep up.
0: It's tough, man, and especially if McCaslin. You know, he played ten guys against AM. Mm-hmm. If if he keeps that type of rotation throughout the year, and you know, we we got used to seeing Adams and Beard play seven or eight at the most. If we've got ten guys to keep up with, man, I don't know what we're going to do.
1: Yeah. Uh, next up would be Sunday the twelfth. 1 p.m. ESPN Plus versus San Jose State, so a little bit better of a team, 170 in terms of Haslametrics. Uh, and then the following game will be Thursday the 16th, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So you're really taking on the Texas A&M system. Uh, the taking them down first couple of weeks with AM. A&M in the exhibition, and then Commerce and Corpus Christi. Um, Blinn College is gotta be on there somewhere, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but they are Anim Corpus Christi. The Hooks. They are two seventy in Haslametrics. That'll be seven p.m. Thursday, the sixteenth, on ESPN And then Thanksgiving Eve kicks off the Battle for Atlantis tournament. So, game one versus Villanova. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up, Michael. What do you say? Yeah,
0: it's probably time. Let's, I think uh, we probably
1: should. Let's get to what do we learn and uh, get you on to. Uh, Kansas football on Saturday. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. You know, I said Kansas, and I was like, all the games we have even before Kansas. You got basketball tomorrow. Lady Raiders soccer, L- Lady Raider basketball, soccer, and then football. But, um, man, I, okay, I, I've talked about this before. I'm I'm a big fan of the. Texas Tech magazine that comes out uh, called Evermore.
0: Oh yeah, I got my copy too. Um, Thanks to you telling me about it.
1: Huge! Like I, I loved this 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 edition. Um, every story in here was fascinating. The one about the the band director and his work to get the, the uniforms updated. Um, the story on Bradford, uh, Tony Bradford, working part time as a security guard on campus as part of his. Um his goal to be to be working in law enforcement uh, post his playing days. Um, the, the weird, not weird the the overlap of all these celebrities that were on campus around the same time um, from Ed Whitaker to um, John Denver, Jerry Rawls. Um, like it just, it like it's fascinating to see all these people that played huge roles, you know, in and around tech or just, pop culture um we're on campus around the same time um again so I, I i can't i can't speak more highly of this this publication it's free it's produced by my college college of media communications but it's not a media and communications publication it's a text tech publication um it's fantastic there's even a little little uh story here at the very beginning the very opening of the ma- magazine about um handwritten score of the matador song that was donated to the the archives during this centennial celebration and just the story there um victory bells goes on and talks about like notable alumni and, and and their contribution to their field zach thomas ludwig Ed, ludwig aberg uh general c key brown jr CQ Brown Jr., excuse me, Goin' Band, Josh Young. Um, It's fantastic. You should subscribe
0: and get your copy next quarter. Yeah, absolutely free. Like Spencer said, you just go find them on, on the internet, find Evermore on the internet, give them your address, and they'll send you one the next time they have one.
1: I don't even find out. Uh, so this was this was issue number five. Um so you have you you have missed a lot, but it's not like you have a whole back catalog of things to get through, but it's a fantastic publication. I love it. I, I know several the staff on it that that are
0: involved in this love it. So what'd you learn, Michael? I've never really dabbled with marinating steaks, but my wife had the idea this weekend. I usually just, you know, season them or every now and then if it's a sirloin, I'll do, uh, I'll just put some salt on them maybe the night before and then just let them stay in the fridge. But we experimented with some marinating of uh, some New York strips. H-E-B had a sale.
1: Yeah, they did. I think and we, the marinade, we, we partook of that too.
0: You did too? and the marinade she she found it had just kind of a little bit of everything in it there was some uh, balsamic vinegar soy sauce uh italian seasoning gosh what else did she find we just had it all laying around and i think there were a couple other thi- oh garlic some garlic cloves because we like those she, those frozen ones she made her own marinade you know like by a bottle No, yeah, well, she found a recipe for one. But then even then, we substituted some things. Like we didn't have enough lemon juice. And so for the acidity, she just used balsamic vinegar instead. And kind of measured out about the same amount. Um, Some red pepper flakes, some salt and pepper. Just some really basic stuff that you just have around. And we put those bad boys in the night before. And I cooked them. It wasn't quite 24 hours later, maybe 20, something like that, and brother. Hmm. Just a a different experience. I mean, every bite was juicy somehow. Even there was a little bit of one left over because my six-year-old was just going to town on it, which is always just fascinating to me. And uh, I nailed it. I cooked them perfectly. I mean, it was a, a really solid mostly medium rare but probably medium to be if i'm just being fair sure but i cooked them just perfectly i did a really good job on the weber but man that that was just a whole different experience i i wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as i did and, and you know all three of us did and my wife and i especially were liking it and this would be the tenth time someone's listening to me talk about food and go finally <laughs> i've been marinating steaks for Thirty years, you know that's the that's the only way to do it, and yeah. But I've, I have had really good success with just you know maybe rubbing a little olive oil on it and putting some whatever steak rub I have or like at the time, and just not worrying about it. So, but this is this is kind of it was such a good result, and I can see how great it would be for a steak like sirloin that just doesn't have a lot of fat mm-hmm. that you really want to get some of that a little bit more flavor and a little bit more, uh, you know, have a little bit juicier steak. I really think this would be beneficial for that, but it was great for these strips and those, those these are just solid cuts of meat too.
1: So I haven't just straight up grilled a steak in a while. Uh, I've been, I've been on the, re, uh, sous vide reverse sear, which is quite a bit more involved than just throwing the steak on a grill. Um, but in that vacuum bag, i I'll, I'll throw some, Uh, some W sauce and then the steaks will be seasoned with salt, pepper, garlic, um, and then probably a a healthy, uh, healthy dusting of Montreal steak seasoning, which has a lot of salt in it too.
0: Um, And black pepper.
1: And black pepper. But like that's, that's been my go-to for a while. I don't, I don't, I don't change it up. Um, I've used liquid smoke before and it's, I I just don't like it on, on steak. Um, and then it'll come out of the package, obviously out of the sous vide will be wet. So you gotta have to, to, to pat it off. Uh, and then it will get on the grill or with the flamethrower. I don't re season it out of the bag, uh, which I guess you could, but they've, they've been perfectly, uh, they've been acceptably seasoned out of the bag. Um, and I know like I, I like, i I have a hard time eating something else that's not ribeye. So, like, ribeye cooked this way. And I also, like, it's not because this steak needs it. I have a hard time not using A1 sauce because I really like A1 sauce. Yes. It's just, it's good to me. I like it. (laughs) The steak's also really, really
0: good. I just also really, really like A1. Um, Yeah, you probably have one bite just to confirm. All right. It's a really good steak. It's a good steak. Okay, let's get the A1. (laughs) Yeah, i fine. We, we're beyond there, done uh, putting on airs. But,
1: anyways, uh, that'll do it for us on the twenty three personnel podcast this week. Pretty solid episode. We got you two sports, three sports. Excuse me, four teams, three sports. A week's worth of games coming up in the next few days. Starting tonight, obviously with Lady Raiders. Uh, men's team tips off tomorrow. Lady Raiders again on the court Friday. Soccer team Friday night. Football on the road, Saturdays. So pick your poison. So much Tech Tech Athletics to get to. That'll do it for Michael. I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore lvk. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then,
0: guns up and let the tortillas fly.